everyone welcome to the alora podcast um it's been a while how have we all been doing so i know we said we're going to be taking a break but we're just going to be talking about something and i have two of my friends here tony and sherry so hi tony hi my friend <laughs> i love you i love you too hi sherry how are you i'm good full disclaimer everybody i'm meeting jessica for the first time and i love her to death <laughs> Thank you for inviting me. She has that effect. I know. <laughs> I'm trying to be humble. Thank you. <laughs> okay, so can you just tell us a little bit about yourselves before we get into the topic? Okay, well, my name is Tony. Jessica knows me as Tony. My name is Tony Ann Reed. Mm-hmm. But I prefer to be called Tony. I feel like a Tony. Yeah, you are. Mm-hmm. You are, You're You're so are Tony. <laughs> <laughs> so, um, I met Jessica in medical school and that's a whole other discussion because she was a pivotal part of my journey there and she showed me so much kindness when I was just a very lost blue-haired Jamaican girl (laughs) trying to figure it out far away from home not having any community not knowing anybody just me and my beats headphones (laughs) And that was the synonymous look. Everybody knew me as the one who yeah. was always With on the headphones and the blue hair, <laughs> not talking to anyone, but yeah. that was me. Um, I'm Jamaican. I think I mentioned that before. And I went to medical school with Jessica. And um, and what else do you want to know about me? That's it? What do you like? What do I like? Hmm... Right now, my current muse is the pudding mm-hmm. from Pudding Man in Ochirayos. Okay. <laughs> and wherever you are in the world listening to this, come to Ochirayos and get pudding from the pudding. Come on. <laughs> um, so right now, I'm really loving crushed fried green plantings with salt. That's like a big thing. And I just had pumpkin pudding. And that was... Really great. Excellent. It was nice. Excellent. Yeah. What else do I like? I like spending quality time with people I love. Yeah. For yeah. sure. For sure. <laughs> okay, Sherry, can you tell us about yourself? Okay, so my name is Sherry Lee. You can just call me Sherry for short. Okay. Um, I met Jessica today. I've known Tony for a few years now and um, yeah Tony pretty much invited me on this trip to the north coast to um, to see Jessica and Lola hey hey you can see the names come on it's like two hours drive right how far is it an hour and a half an hour yeah okay okay alright and um, yeah I had no idea I was gonna I didn't know what the strip was gonna be like, but I was just open to like have those good gifts, and yeah, I'm so happy to be here. Something that I'm loving, um, jollof. I had Nigerian jollof for the first time. Yeah, 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 yeah. Thank you guys. Um, the conversation has been great, and yeah, I I didn't know I was gonna jump on a podcast when I came here today, so this is awesome. Oh, nice. <laughs> I'm 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 really happy that you're here. So. We're going to be talking about something uncomfortable. I feel like most people don't talk about this phase because it brings a whole lot of emotions like sad and, you know, pain, like refreshes memories and a whole lot. So, and to be honest, I've been in this season for a few, for like the past week and it's been a bit hard. So your coming is just so like therapeutic, you know, just like meeting with you people and Lola has also been here. It's, it's just beautiful to have like community and have people around. Like, so I actually want us to talk about it. What is it about grief that makes it so hard? Oh, sheesh. I will first, let me say, grace and peace to you as you like go through this time. I don't want to say I'm sorry that your friend died because I have a new outlook on death, grief, how the ones who are left behind, how we manage, how we cope. And not all the time, death is like a bad thing, Mm. you know? Mm -hmm. And to say, I'm sorry that your friend died would imply that I don't trust God with eternity. I just trust him with now. Mm. 
Mm. You know what I mean? So, grace and peace to you, Jessica. And to all of your friends, and to his family, and to his loved ones, as you guys journey. Mm. Why do I think grief is such a thing? I think in large part because it's so unknown. We don't really know what it is. Yeah. We don't really know what death is. We don't... It's not something we can quantize. Yeah. Right? So, our human nature tells us that we should seek to understand everything we're a part of. And here is this very mystical, supernatural thing that happens and we don't... We have no idea. We don't know, like, what has happened to this person and we don't know what's happening to us like we do not have the language for it mm-hmm. and that makes it difficult um it just imagine anything else in your life that you cannot grasp it's deeply uncomfortable it mm-hmm. but but the thing about grief is that it, it's a, there's a finality there's an air of finality to death or at least that's how we're we're cultured to think of death in a very final way yes but it's not a finality. Mm-hmm. Mm. Yeah. It's not a finality, but we've been cultured to think of death as a finality. So it makes our grief so wild. So like, yeah. it's like so much and we cannot contain it because we don't know when is the end of it. But as Christians, we are able to fully have access to grieving supernaturally. And that's something I've come into while walking through grief and still walking through my own grief with my friend whose dad died by suicide. So it's, 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 grief is, I don't know what it is and I'm not going to pretend, but what I do know is that it is a whirlwind of things that is not linear. It's like all of the place. Yeah. yeah. And as Christians, as believers, as ones who are empowered by Holy Spirit, as ones who live in communion with him, we have the access to how he covers us supernaturally. And grief isn't outside of that process. Mm-hmm. So the same in the same measure you you believe God to be gracious in your life and you can experience supernatural grace in getting a job yeah. or meeting the right people or achieving a thing. It's the same way I know view death and grief. Oh. Like, I don't get it, but there is a measure of grace that covers me as the beloved of God that will cause me to not be erratic and out of control in my emotions yeah. because they're subject, subjected to God. Mm-hmm. But it's hard. Yeah. yeah. And then you have the very real reality of missing someone you love. Mm-hmm. Like they were just with you and now they're not. And how does your mind On conceptualize you. that? Yeah. Like what does that mean? Yeah. You're here but no you're no longer here. So where are you? Exactly. It's like the on it's back to the phase of like the unknown. What is it? Where are you? Where are they? Yeah. Do I talk about them? Do I not talk about them? and then the world has this construct of how we should grieve. So, no man, you're talking about it too much. You, you, it's alright, don't talk about it no more. You, <laughs> you, don't don't talk about it no more. You, yeah. you, you're bringing up old things. Yeah. Calm down. How, how does your present become like these are people that have been part of your life and how do you just undo, like you said? Right. Yeah, how do you do that? So those are things to consider when trying to define what grief is. But I think it is such a complex thing that I don't know what it is. And I think even if we find a very good definition of what grief is, it would still be very aloof. Like, grief is the combination of going through emotions, but trying to live life. Like, it still (laughs) wouldn't be a definitive thing. It would still be like this thing of unknown. And we don't know. Yeah. 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 True. Sherry, what do you think? Grief. Um, I totally agree with everything that Tony said can't really totally quantify it but you know it, it's something that you do have to go through it you can't avoid it yeah um, if you do try to avoid it then it just it just comes it comes back at you 
at some very unexpected times. Mm -hmm. You know, it could be even years later. And so it definitely is a process that you have to go through. Um, My church specifically during this COVID pandemic, we we experienced a lot of deaths. You know, even persons on staff, because I work on staff. And so it was just, it was just hard. Like, how do I go back to work and that person's not in a cubicle anymore? And oh, they gave me this cup and now I'm drinking from it every day and it's it's just rough. Yes. You know, and so one day you might feel good, like, wow, okay, mm-hmm. as Christians, knowing that that person who died was a Christian, one of them that was close to me, is like, we grieve, but we don't grieve without hope. Yeah. Yes. You know, that's what the Bible says. Yeah. And so I, I do have the hope that I'll see him again. Yes. Um, but at the same time, there are I can't deny that there are days where it just feels harder than other days and so how do you deal with that first of all it's very important to realize that it it comes in waves Mm -hmm. you you feel like you're up there today and you're good but then the other days it just feels like a valley yeah and it's also one of those things where you know God you, you can know him as deliverer and provider and savior and all of these things. But you can't like know Holy Spirit as comforter if you don't have something to be comforted about, True. you know? So it's really one of those seasons where I'm I'm really allowing, I'm saying Holy Spirit, I want to know you as a comforter. Mm-hmm. Please provide comfort. You you said that you are close to the brokenhearted. It's yeah. like, I'm drawing for all of these promises that I've never really used for myself that much, but I've been using it for people as they've, True. you know gone through loss but no it's for me and it's just like you said you are close to the broken hearted please help me and so i've been very transparent to the lord in okay help me with this thing and and undoubtedly it is shaping me um in a way where there's more compassion for those who are going yes. through whatever it is shaping me i can't i can't deny that i'm seeing fruits already but um, i also can't deny that it's, it's also hard yeah you know um and so yeah grief i i don't know fully what it is but i do know <laughs> and that's okay and that's okay <laughs> <laughs> and that's okay and um but what i definitely do know is that um god made provision for the grief that we'd have to go through because jesus said in this life, you will have trials, but take yeah. heart, I overcome. And so it's just like, okay. That included death. That included death. Yeah. Yeah. It definitely yeah. included death. So that's what I think, my two cents. There's <laughs> so much from what you just said that could be expanded on. But here are some quick points. Like Jesus experienced grief himself. Oh, for sure. And he, he, he was triumphant in his experience and he is the standard and he informs of us he informs us of what's possible because he was triumphant over grief or through grief rather as fully man mm-hmm. yes and yes. therefore yeah. i look to him for the hope yes 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 and then i don't want to i to i don't want to let grief become a point of idolatry for me because it can be yes Mm -hmm. and i don't want grief to inform my theology like if i'm if i'm saying to myself that there's no way i can walk successfully through this grief it means that jesus cannot actually deliver me from sadness Mm. from pain from Mm -hmm. loneliness because i think i now know what grief is Mm. it's a combination of emotions and it it informs your reality Mm -hmm. The, the emotions that you feel informs your reality. Mm-hmm. Or, or your perception of reality. Your perception of reality. Yeah, yeah. Thank you. That's, yeah. that's great. Good job. <laughs> it, it informs your perception of reality. So I'm grieving and now I'm sad. I'm lonely. I'm depressed. I'm confused. confused. Yeah. I'm broken. I'm tired. I'm exhausted. But then I, I, I'm focusing so much on that. And it has my gaze completely mm. yeah. that I cannot identify the present nature of Jesus. Yeah. I cannot identify the present no. nature of Holy Spirit. Yeah. And so that's idolatrous because it now has my gaze 
Yes. It's not just my look. It has my entire like focus. Mm. Yeah. And that's reserved for Jesus. Yeah. Right? Yeah. He want that's what he wants and that's how we're we'll be able to live well in this life. Yeah. Because what we behold is what we become. Yeah. True. Or at least what we should become. Yes. So if I'm just constantly looking at this grief and my perspective and my purview is never outside of that, then I will never be able to walk through it successfully. Mm. Exactly. So I submit my emotions to God yeah. about it. Yeah. I was sitting with my friend yesterday at her house and I was, we were outside on, on a lawn chair and I was looking at the house and I missed her dad. Yeah. I like... Yeah. I really missed him. Because every time I would go there, we'd have some conversation about the news. And I think about like this whole situation happening with Russia and Ukraine. I'm sorry, let me rephrase that. I think about the situation that's happening with re- Ukraine mm-hmm. by the hands of Russia. And I know that we would have the most robust conversations about it. Yeah. And he would be telling me, how this is affecting trade and yeah. he would tell me like he yeah. it and i sat there and i looked and i i was like yeah, and yeah. this is this is like three years yeah so it comes in waves it comes in waves yeah wow. it comes in waves wow. it comes in waves wow. and and the thing about grief is like i wrote yesterday i i wrote a, um, a letter to death and i asked death i was like it seems to have a jealous personality that just when you're happy oh. or when you feel like you're you're getting along okay, it just questions your joy and it stings mm. you. You know, I asked that. I was like, did you learn from the scorpion because you've mastered the art of giving your poison to our joyous moments? Oh. And it's so painful that just when you want to move, he just flashes back the memory like out of the blues and then you go from up to down and it's it's beautiful <laughs> thanks Danny. it's beautiful how you said we have to fix our gaze because grief has a voice and it tries to tell you that you don't have to be happy you don't have to be at peace you don't have to be it's contradicts everything that oh. is the person of jesus so because so when you have Jesus and when you have the Comforter, you feel it and it isolates you. It so isolates. It you. isolates you. So you feel like, oh, I don't deserve to have this level of comfort because I should be in this state of loneliness. You know what? When I was walking through the initial stages of grief with my friend, she was living with me. Okay. And I was. And this is this is just the work of Holy Spirit because I I've never experienced anything like this, mm-hmm. and I never had to walk with someone through this mm-hmm. ever. So, like me doing it with her was I'm telling you, Jessica, it was Holy Spirit. I'm t- you know when you can say, oh, I was inspired by Holy Spirit. My mm-hmm. whole walking with her was wow. inspired by Holy Spirit because I had no reference, and I never heard people talking about grief the way. We walked through it together. Would you mind sharing? I said to her, this was something I said to her, and, and it was Holy Spirit, and is Holy Spirit, and I, I'm so happy that you have this platform, and I want people to adopt this. I said to her, do not lock yourself away from community. Mm-hmm. You have to, and I, this was a mantra. I said, promise me you will tell me how you're feeling, what you're feeling, when you're feeling, how you're feeling. Mm. And she said, I promise. I said, tell me. And she would go, I promise to tell you how I'm feeling, what I'm feeling, when I'm feeling, what I'm feeling. All, like, And I would say, how are you feeling? You remember you promised you would tell me how you're feeling, what you're feeling, when you're feeling, how you're feeling. And that would be just a calling card to her heart all the time. Like, so tell me how you're feeling. And someday she just didn't have the words. And someday she would just cry. Like, someday she didn't want to. Because grief calls you like, oh, just sit here in the dark with me. Yes. Like, like it's, it's aching to depression. Yes. It's so similar to it. It, it isolates you. It's what, is what I'm, yeah. I'm agreeing with. It isolates you. And so she would tell me, 
like every time I see you and you do this calling like dog whistle to my heart, it reminds me to challenge how I'm feeling and to speak. Sure. And I cannot tell you how powerful speaking is and sure. words and how it rewires you yeah. like neurologically. Yes. Like that's a whole science by itself. Yeah. Right? That's a scientific principle, that's a biblical principle. To speak well and to speak positively and to speak life and to uh-huh. it re- it creates new pathways in your brain. Yes. And so when I would say to her, How are you feeling? and she would tell me, then I would know exactly how to pray. I didn't ask her that because I had the solution. Sure. I didn't have the solution. I didn't know. <laughs> there was no solution for yeah. me to give her. Yeah. But the only thing I knew was, okay, well then, that's what we're going to pray about. And yeah. so community is important. And, not, and choosing to challenge that feeling of isolation yeah. is probably one of the most, if not the most important decision you could make in grieving because in your lack of perspective community will provide that for you the right community so even if you have all the other things that you're doing well Mm -hmm. you're speaking well you're praying you're whatever in the in the absence of community you probably won't thrive the way you will in the presence of community. True. Because you, you're not always going to be strong. That's right. Exactly. So community is so important. Like True. choosing to challenge that feeling of isolation. Yeah. Running radically in the direction of community. Is this possible? Is this, is this why when Jesus died, he, the, the, the instruction, the disciples had to be together? Mm-hmm. Wow. Mm-hmm. Mm. I never thought of it that mm. way. That is, wow. wow. You know what that's reminding me of, actually? I have one situation about probably three, two years, three years ago? Three years ago, I um, I was a part of a dance company. I'd mentioned this earlier when yes. we were talking yeah. um, off the air. And um, that company is, is a Christian dance company, but we're focused on the unity of the body of Christ. And mm. so three years ago, one of the one of the members, she, she died in a, in a horrible car crash, oh, you know? And um, she loved the Lord, she loved evangelism, she loved the youth, and so it, it just felt like, we, we felt all, all types of emotions, sure. you know, as a dance company. And it happened on a Monday, and Mondays is, is when we would come together to rehearse. And so um, we decided we were going to come together on that Monday, and we cried together. We cried together. We, we we cried out to Abba. We cried together. And I've never actually experienced like grieving like that in a yes. community. Yeah. I mean, you that's I guess that's the purpose of a funeral for sure, but it, it I've never had to do it in such a real raw way before yes. and we nobody held anything back and um I felt like us being able to do that together, we were able to celebrate her a lot more. We actually helped each other. And we learned how much she meant to each of us in ways that, you know, we, we never knew. Like, oh, she did this for me, really? Well, she did this for me, and she used to do this. Wow, she did that. Wow, that's so crazy. And, you know, and so I, I what, what Tony said a while ago really stood out to me, which is don't lock yourself away from community. And what it also, it, what it, what, what it also said to me is that you need to really nurture good community in sure. the good times. So sure. when these bad times hit, sure. you know who you can lean on. Sure. You know who you can be safe with, you know? And it doesn't happen overnight. Sure. Like, you, you have to do the hard work of being vulnerable. And yeah. So would you say, Shari, would you say that the best preparation for death and grief is living well? Definitely living well with people, sure. honoring them according to what the Bible says, you know, because it's one of his gifts to us. When I think about even Jesus, when he was about to go to the cross, um, he was with his disciples and he asked his, the disi- he asked his disciples, pray for me. We're mm. talking about son of man, son of God. Yeah. Pray for um, me, you know. That's good. And and. You know, okay, they fell asleep. <laughs> <laughs> We're human. Yeah. Okay. 
But God still provided. He, yeah. he provided comfort through angels, ministering angels. True. Um, but it, I think from from there from there it's very obvious that God wants us to do this thing in community. Yeah. True. Yes. He does. Yes. Yes, yeah. he does. And and if you if you look at um, Genesis three, when Adam and Eve sinned, mm. and they hid themselves. You know, we go, we when we when you study scriptures and you look at the devil, he's he doesn't have like new ways, new strategies. Yeah, no. yeah, yeah. It still goes back thing. to isolation. He wants you to be away so that you will stay in your thoughts, and mm. then you begin to ask questions like, for example, let's talk about this suicide. You begin to ask questions: Was it my fault? Mm. What could I have done better? Yeah. And you have no answers for this. And so you blame yourself. Mm-hmm. And then you dwell in guilt. So I feel like it's important to know not just that there's something called grief, but to understand the language it speaks. That is so good. That is so good. Isn't that aching to the conversation we had driving here? Mm-hmm. And I said to Shari, I'm so proud of you because you understand the vices that the enemy wants to use to keep you in this loop. I said that to her. So essentially, I'm telling her, you understand the language of of this thing. And that's where deliverance begins. It begins when you are self-aware enough to identify a thing, which is why I think the enemy is always after our gaze. Because our gaze is what gives us the perspective. Sure. If you can identify that, this is how this thing always works. Yeah. This is a cycle. I see it very well. I see the devices. I know the language. Yeah. I know the calling card. You're able to step out of it. Yes, yes, yes. yes. But Living if you lines. don't... If you cannot identify, then how do you step you out of it? You are a victim. Yeah. 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 And you're choosing to be a victim, mm-hmm. as harsh as that sounds, because you're not living mindfully. Mm-hmm. You're not you're not using the promise of the Holy Spirit, mm-hmm. which is that He will comfort you, He will bring all things to your remembrance, He will empower you. This is the this is the promise of the Holy Spirit. Mm-hmm. Sure. So in any area that we are living in dead works in our lives it is the area that we have not submitted to holy spirit because he will show us so we live in these dead works we live in the dead works Uh and we just we self-loathe and we're so pitiful but it's our choice whether it's our conscious choice or or subconscious choice it's Mm -hmm. our choice Uh to live in these dead works where it concerns grief jessica we have to we have to hope mm-hmm. and hope is joyful expectation yeah. and the way we can assure that is by living well sure. the way we can assure that is by evangelizing mm-hmm. the way we can assure that is making sure that our friends and community they're introduced to Jesus and they That's love right. Jesus yeah. there is no solution to death in death the solution to death is in living. That's right. Yeah. It's in living well. That's it's right. in preparing. It's in evangelizing. It's in doing the, the, the great commandment, yeah. which is go and tell them, go to the highways and byways and make known who I am. That's right. That's the great commandment. That's right. And so if we live well, then we will be able to grieve supernaturally. That's right. Because That's then we're grieving with perspective. Mm-hmm. Right. Grieving with perspective. I must, I'll add to that. Um, it definitely, this season, in terms of experiencing such grief these past couple of years, it really has shown me just the importance of grieving with hope. Mm-hmm. Oh, that's so important. I kept thinking to myself, what if I did not have Jesus during this time? So what would I do? Because it, it, the pain was still a lot, you know. But I thought to myself, what if I was somebody who did not have the knowledge of Jesus Christ? who did not have the knowledge of eternal life that is promised to us, you know? What if I did not have that? And I thought to myself, this is what everybody needs. Mm -hmm. Because 
life isn't going to get any easier. Mm-hmm. I mean, there are going to be wonderful moments for sure, speaking out into being, but um, Jesus did promise us that we are going to have trials, but he also promised to be with us. True. I will be with you. His and presence. So, his presence. And there are many persons that don't know him. And that makes me so sad. Yeah. So if nothing else, it definitely gives me a greater impetus to share what I need to share. Oh, yeah. That's so beautiful. And what you're saying, like in First Thessalonians 4, um, 13, it says, but we do not want you to be uninformed. Mm. We don't want you to be uninformed, brothers, about those who are asleep. So yes. we don't die, we sleep. Mm. You know, during this period, the Holy Spirit was telling me about my friend and he's like, it's just like you sleeping and waking up to your favorite dream, like <laughs> your favorite memory, waking up to glory, yeah. you know, waking up to the beauty of Jesus. Wow. That's Fully so good. seeing him. That's Ooh. a good joy. Like, yeah. it's like I went, to, <laughs> I went to bed and I'm like, but this time around, I'm not waking up to pain. I'm not waking up to the struggles of this world. Wow. I'm waking up to Jesus. Yes. Wow. I'm waking up to, I'm waking up to forever. I'm waking up to all that I have, all that I have proclaimed. I'm waking up Ooh. to my lover. Love that. <laughs> I love that. No, talk about perspective. Wow. I love so that. So I'm transitioning. Transitioning. I just transitioned from one being to the other. This is resurrection. And so it says, well, we do not want you to be uninformed brothers about those who are asleep, that you may not grieve as others do. So there's a particular way other people grieve. Yeah. But that is not how we should grieve. That's right. Yeah, we grieve supernaturally. Yes. Yeah. Um, as others do who have no hope. That is it. So we grieving in a way that isn't... As God wants means we're grieving, like Tony said about something about eternity. It's like we're questioning God and His eternity. We're mm, questioning. We don't trust God with eternity. Yeah, mm. we don't. It's wow. like we 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 just say, "Oh, Jesus died and rose," but do we believe? Right. So grief actually questions your convictions about. It does. It faith. does. It does. Wow. Come on. For si- for since we believe that Jesus died and rose again, even so, through Jesus. God will bring with him those who have fallen asleep. This is our hope. So when we transition, we transition together. We see each other again and I'm like, oh, yo, how are you? (laughs) And he's like, oh, my God, you need to see how the glory of Jesus has been. Have you seen the 24 elders bowing before him? Have you seen the angels singing, holy, holy is the Lord God almighty. It's a beauty to behold. Yeah. So this is our hope that those we love yeah. have only just fallen asleep yes. and transitioned to their lover. Amen. No pain. It's it's kind of like a selfish thing where I want you here but I know you're there. Yeah. That's so it. So grief also questions the fruit of your spirit. <laughs> it questions your joy. It questions your patience. It questions your peace. It troubles everything. It's like that storm. It tries to wreck everything to see where your foundation is at. Mm -hmm. And if your foundation is not on the hope of Christ, you're like that man who built his his house on the sand. That's right. Because grief will go down to your roots. That's right. It will go down to your memory. It will ask you questions that you never thought you could answer. It will tear your skin. Yeah, yeah. And what is Grave looking for? Does she really have that hope? Or was she just quoting it? <laughs> and so when people walk away during grief from their faith, you understand that the hope wasn't there. Mm. It's difficult. That is why we were not left alone, because God knows. I find myself in the Garden of Gethsemane, Lord, pass this cup away if it's possible. Yeah. Nevertheless, not my will, but yours be done. And then we have a comforter. That's right. The Holy Spirit. So when Jesus left, the comforter came. And he's not irresponsible. He knows his job. He does it. Thank you, Lord. Yeah, I'm not going to say anything else after that. (laughs) That was perfect. No, that 
That was good, wasn't that shower? It was. It was. <laughs> one more thing. Just one, what just kept coming to me while you were saying that is just yeah. Jesus saying that he is the resurrection and the life. True. We will we can draw close to him and get to know the personhood of Jesus as the resurrection and the life. True. We can draw close to the Holy Spirit as the one who is our comforter. We we tried to explain what grief is at the beginning and we couldn't. But the Bible instructs us how to grieve, which yes. is with And hope. that's more important than yeah. defining it. Defining right. it. Right. Yeah. yeah. Some seasons don't have the definition. No. no. And that's okay. okay. <laughs> yeah. You know what? I think in a very practical way, we should celebrate the time we have yes. with people. Definitely. And when they're no longer with us, we should celebrate that we had them. That's and right. And we experienced their gifts. That's also. right. That's right. So I'm going to ask you, like, what has been your favorite memory of your friend? Um, so... Recently, um, so the thing about my friend was we've been classmates for over um, 11 years. Like we went to high school together and from when I started high school to now like 17 years ago. But we kind of lost contact, right? And so we told ourselves like about like a year ago that we wanted to be more intentional. We really called ourselves on our birthdays because we're three days apart. And they were like, oh, happy birthday and everything. And so we decided to work on our friendship and we decided to be intentional. Like, he'll send me messages and I will. And he'll be like, sorry, I'm flying late and everything. But the recent one was I was trying to apply to a particular... No, before then, I was, I, there was someone I met um, and I wanted him to mentor me. And um, the person was, didn't look, I, I didn't think I could do it. I didn't think I could ask. And so I told my friend about it and he was like, why not? I, I told him I wanted to write to this person and tell him, I really want you to mentor me. I like what I see in you. And um, Philip actually told me to go for it. And that's what I remember Philip for. He said, go for it. Yeah. And when I did, he... He, he read it and I, like I wrote in one of my, my writings, I said, he was one person who would tell you the complete truth. He wouldn't just say your writing was awesome. No, he, he told me that, oh, it was really good and it was amazing, Jess, but um, there's a few typos here and here, <laughs> you know? And then like, and I remember we waited for about three weeks and we didn't get a response because I think I sent it to the wrong email or the, he didn't get the email and Philip was like, even if he doesn't, you still, it's still good you did it wow. and God will still make a way. Oh my gosh, love that. It's so beautiful yeah. and Philip, um, Philip, Philip was a warrior. Um, we call people who have um, sickle cell warriors and Philip was a warrior. He was a fighter. And he started mass communication, but towards the end, oh, this is amazing, actually. Towards the end, he, um, he switched his profession. He started doing, I think, some IT stuff or something like that. And he told me how he was working with a Jamaican. His boss was a Jamaican, and he was telling me of his Wawa Coco Full basket. <laughs> Yeah. And we were talking about our baby part one. He was like how he really loves his Jamaican um his Jamaican boss and everything like that. And he had his regular nine eight um eight to four job in Nigeria, so he had to stay up like with the time zone in the oh. US as well as Nigeria. And this is a strong warrior. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And even in such moments he still had time in his busy schedule to like say oh i'm sorry i'm i'm this i'm that and he she shared a song yes i will and that song he said even in the highs and the lows i would still trust you so philip was someone that like i i I don't know how to explain it and i love the fact of the intentionality in the friendship Mm -hmm. and so when i finally got what i wanted i wanted him to be one of the first people to send it and i did send him a message but he didn't get it in time, so that, like, yeah, he didn't see the message, and it, it really hurt me. I was like, I just wish you could just reply and be like, Philip, this is what we walked for. This is what you said. This is what you said I should go for. This is the final result. I want this testimony. Yeah. But it, it wasn't, he wasn't there. 
But I find peace now, knowing he transitioned. That's to right. Birth. You woke up. Yeah. Thanks for sharing that with us. Yeah, thank you, thank you. Like I've never been in a place where I've been comfortable talking about grief because I feel like it's an I feel like um it brings a whole lot of energy that you don't know how your friends would take it or your family yeah. and you don't want to be that dark person that's <laughs> just being in negative vibes, yeah. you know. <laughs> so you just you just try to pull away or you, and because sometimes people don't even have the right words to tell right. you, you that's know, right. like should I ask? Should I not ask? You know, but I think in all things, like we need to understand that we have the Holy Spirit. That's the most important thing. And the Holy Spirit taught me two things actually in this season. He works with everybody according to their pace. That's right. So you might be fast in grieving off. You might be slow, but the Holy Spirit will walk you through the sinusoid of your waves. Yeah. The Holy Spirit will help you. Thank you, Holy Spirit. Secondly, he told me, I would speak to you in a language that you understand. Yes. Some people, when they're grieving, they're quiet. Some write. Some, some just want to talk. But the Holy Spirit, he's everything. Yes. He listens. He's patient. Yes. His love is kind. He's gentle. Yeah. So where else would you want to grieve than in the arms of a gentle lover yeah. who understands all things? Thank you, Holy Spirit. Well. Well. This is it. This is it. I love you, Jace. And thanks for being brave. Thank yeah. you. Thank you for this conversation. It's needed. And I know it's yeah. going to bring a lot of healing to so many different persons. I know even sitting here... It's healing my it's, heart yeah, in so many ways. Yeah, healing is... is it's already... Fruits <laughs> is already coming from it. Yeah. So thank yeah. you so much. Thank you. Yeah. Yeah, I'm sorry. Don't end yet. I just have a bonus. Five, five minutes. Do you think grief is only... Do we, when we talk about grief, do we really relate to death? What about seasons? No. Ah. What about relationships? Ah. Ah. Friendships? Goals ah. you will last? Yes. That's the whole thing. In one minute, share yeah. your thoughts. Um, yeah, no, grief. <laughs> you can you can grieve a sense of loss for many different things. Yeah. This is a, a transitional season for me. So the Lord really has been seeing necessary endings they're uh -huh. necessary so this friendship has to end now or this dynamic of this friendship has to end or this job i'm moving into something else but what the lord has been showing me is i have to learn to let go in order to receive and in the process of the letting go it's he wants me to bring everything to him just like in the psalms like cry it out and yeah. You know, express all the frustrations and everything to him. Don't be led by the emotions, but still acknowledge them yeah. um, and know that he gave us these emotions. True. So True. He, he can handle them. Yes. He can handle them. Why are we, why are we here thinking that God doesn't... He can't handle our difficult <laughs> emotions. Yeah. You know, and so, um, yeah, grieving is it just does, it, it's not just with death, but loss overall. Mm -hmm. And um, there's room for that. There's room for it. And that's okay. And that's okay. <laughs> yeah. Can you remind me of the question? Tony, you're you looking at your research. Yeah, no. Time in the one minute. Is it, is it just, just for... Seasons. Yeah, seasons and... Yeah, no, grief, grief is synonymous for life. Wow. Well, that's yeah. what I think. And grief is the other side of the coin to joy. One doesn't exist without the other. Mm. Mm. And we don't have conversations enough about grief. Mm. Like moving from a place you loved. You're grieving those things. True. They no longer will be available to you. They no longer exist. Yeah. Grieving a friend who you thought you would be friends with forever. Ever. And you just can't seem to get over like fundamental differences. Yeah. It's it's hard, and what's hard about grieving the things that are in the land of the living is that you're confronted with it all the time, and that's where it differs from grieving something that is gone. Oh, yeah. You it comes in waves, but grieving a situation, a friend, a dream, a yeah, whatever, yeah. there are always triggers around you that yeah. remind you of its existence. True. Sure. And so you see the things walking by, you see the people, and you're like. <laughs> 
I can't love you. Oh <laughs> it's, my God. it's a real test of self-control yeah. too. Oh, I yeah. know. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, but it has taught me vulnerability sure. and it has taught me the value of community. Yeah. yeah, so that's it. Yes, that's so beautiful and that's so true. And yeah. that's okay. And that's, that's okay. okay. <laughs> like that's okay. That's okay. And I love how you talked about being with your friend because sometimes people don't know how to approach people who are grieving. But the only way is with the Holy Spirit. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Definitely. So, yeah. Definitely. For I sure. guess that's why the Holy Spirit led you here. For the one. Oh, for sure. Thank you. Thank you. Okay, we need to end. All right. Bye, guys. Bye. Bye. Let's pray. Dear Heavenly Father, thank you so much for your love and your grace towards us. I thank you that you are a close companion in all stages and seasons of our life. You are always there for us, no matter what. Regarding grief, you did say that we are going to have trials in this life, but you also promised that you have overcome and that we can overcome. You also said that you will be with us until the very end of the age. And so I thank you for your presence. I also thank you for community. I pray even now for everybody that's listening that may be experiencing grief of some sort. Maybe they've lost a loved one or they're grieving some sort of a loss, whether it be a situation, relationship, whatever the case may be, oh Father, there are hearts that are grieving and I pray, oh Lord, that you will minister to them, oh Lord. I thank you, Holy Spirit, that you are a comforter and this is an amazing time for you to show yourself as a comforter, to pour out love, to pour out joy and, 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 and healing and peace in, in some unexpected ways. And so I pray that you will just show up in a very tangible way during this time for those that are going through grief, oh Lord. And for those of us who aren't necessarily going through it, but we have friends who are, I pray that you will really highlight to us, Holy Spirit, how we can love, how we can show up for those persons as well, how we can be your hands and your feet. Lord, I thank you that because we are believers, we don't have to grieve grieve like those who don't have hope. And so even now, Lord, I pray that you will fill us up with new hope that those who are are no longer with us, they're really sleeping. I thank you, Lord, that this is our hope, that we have eternal life. Jesus, you are the resurrection and the life. And I thank you that because of the finished work on the cross, we will be forever united with you. Father, I pray that you will help us to Fix our gaze on you. Your word says that you keep him in perfect peace whose mind is stayed on you. And so, Father, I know that our emotions are so real, but you are so much more real. Keep our eyes fixed on you, Lord. Only you can help us to do that. And I thank you once again that you have made every single provision for us as we go through these difficult times. We know that weeping will endure for a night, but joy comes in the morning. And so we are looking forward to the morning. Thank you, Abba, for your love. Thank you for your steadfast love. We can always rely on that. In Jesus' name I pray, amen. I count on one thing. The same God that never fails will not fail me now. You won't fail me now. Same God who's never late is working all things out. You're working all things out. Yes, I will lift you high in the lowest valley. Yes, I will bless your name. Oh, yes, I will sing for joy when my heart is heavy. Fail me now, you won't fail.